I feel like um, I'm back in English class. Do you feel like you're back in England? Uh, yeah. Yes. <gasps> Jack. Yes. Do the whole episode in your English accent. You know, I thought of it. I actually thought of it. Uh, Will you no. do it? No. I think it would be too jarring. It wouldn't be it my would be Jack. It would be too jarring. It, would it wouldn't be my best yeah. friend. It would be some stranger. Some fucking guy. I think it would be intimidating for you. Yeah. So I won't do any of it. I can. I can. Yeah, how about this? How about this? Just to make you comfortable, I'll try to. Um, it's honestly kind of difficult for me now. Yeah. But I'll try to channel Minnesota. my Minnesota accent. I don't, I don't want that either. Minnesota. Uh, I loved this one so much. Yeah, who's? Uh, how could you not? It's it's Jane Austen. This week, uh, bug babies, uh, yeah. sex bugs. You can say bug babies. Give them a little break. You know what I just realized? On yeah. Experience Share, we call the listeners bug catchers, and on this one, we call them sex bugs. We don't talk about It's just a lot of share. bugs. We don't talk about Experience Share on this. Um, it's, uh, hey, it's the guys. It's your guys. It's your friends. No thing of Abby, isn't it? Well, Jane Austen, isn't it? That's a very Dickensian way of saying that. <laughs> Was that before or after Jane Austen? After. After. Yes, in it. We did an um, old one today, and we did love it, didn't we? It's we did so love good. it. It's it's such a testament. I I, I think bed pots and and sex bugs that many of you assume it's like a shtick. Yeah. When we do something like two prude dudes or talk about how afraid of sex we are. Yeah. But I think it's a real testament to how afraid of sex we are that when we <laughs> when we don't reach out to someone who's well informed on romance for a recommendation on a romance book to read, when we we are left to our own devices, right? We always one hundred percent of the time eighteen hundred where they pick don't a even book kiss that has no sex scenes <laughs> or very few sex scenes. The three books we have chosen without independently are Grim Space. A pr- the Price of Salt and now Northanger <laughs> Abbey. You're so right. Gosh, you're right. <laughs> so it's not a it's not a gimmick. Sci-fi. Yeah. S- sadness. Literature. And literature. I mean, they're all literature. It's all literature. But this one was a particularly good one. My God, can she write her sentences? Wow. She, she can really write the hell out of a sentence, huh? Yells at those sentences. Every now does. and then, Jane Austen does this thing where she sort of like uh, peels back a little bit. She like zooms out and she's like, okay, now I'm I, Jane Austen, and talking yeah. to you, the reader. And it's like, she don't only does, get, yeah. stop it. Stop it. Get out of my me. head. She only, she only does that in this one. I know. That's what I'm saying. And it's it's confusing because she she won't set it up at all. You know, she won't no. tee it up. All of a sudden, she's just like, and that reader. She's like, is, all right. Is like, like, okay, stop. <laughs> Don't address me. This isn't Saved by the Bell, Zach Morris. <laughs> but it kind of is, isn't it? Yeah. It's a lot like Saved by the Bell. That's where she got it. Oh, so good. So wonderful. There's no one quite like Catherine Moreland. Can I Can I have a little bit of a rant? Are you in may love I with her? Rant? Am I in love with her? You're, you're 
talking like you might be in love with her. Are you in love with her? No. <laughs> I'm in love with the character. I Listen, can I do a bit of a rant? Yes. Okay. I've got hot blood. Yeah, here we go. <laughs> Gay frogs. <laughs> I don't know how to do Alex. Here Brown. we go. <laughs> That's actually not the rant I wanted to do. I'm going to do a different kind of rant. Um, the movies, and you know what? It's probably only like one or two movies, but it's the movies and it's also like Jane Austen inspired media. Everybody always wants to do Lizzie Bennett. You mean like they want the heroine to be sort of this witty, this witty, aloof, yeah, like quick on her feet and like. You know, I've that's I not love Catherine Lizzie Bennett. I think Lizzie Bennett's amazing. Pride and Prejudice f- fucking rules, but yeah. like, I feel like it does Jane Austen a disservice because not every Jane Austen is Lizzie Bennett. Some of them are Catherine Morland. Or can I tell you Anne something? From Persuasion and Catherine Morland is like she's got her own shit. Like she's she's like also a, s- sort of a like a tiny bit of a dope. Yeah, but that's what's so fun. She's a yeah. dope. She's a dope. Like um, it's fun that she's a dope. Can I? I don't. I guess this is sort of a segment because I I bring it up all the time. I guess I don't. Let's call it like maybe tales from the audiobook. But yeah. I listen to the audiobook of this as I am want to do. Yeah, and it was great, and the yeah. the narrator was excellent, and she did this sort of like sort of ditzy. Like valley for lack girl, of a better like... term, yeah, like kind of valley girly, like <laughs> just sort of like naive, ditzy voice for Catherine yeah. every time. And every time I was like, "Oh, is this like some secondary character?" I was like, "Oh no, this is the main character <laughs> I'm listening to talk right now." And she's like, she's seventeen. <laughs> yeah, uh, she's lovely. She's fun. She reminds me of. Um, oh no, she doesn't remind me of uh, her friend Isabella. Reminds me of Jessica Wakefield. From the Sweet Valley, yes, totally. Isabella is the freaking worst. Um, yeah, no, Catherine. Her her credulousness is her great strength and her great weakness in this yeah. novel, and it's yeah. and it's played to great effect. She's like she's just incredibly credulous, and yeah. like a lot of Jane Austen books are about people like finding this like golden mean between two extremes, like sometimes quite literally, like. You've got sense on the one hand and sensibility on the other hand. And what if you fucking like kind of split the difference? Wouldn't that be nice? And this one, she's open hearted, which is really good. But the other side of that is that she's like incredibly credulous. Yeah. Um, And what if she splits the difference? Probably she eventually will. She's only 17 people. Leave her alone. We we won't know. We won't know because there's not a sequel. All we know is that she ends the book engaged to be married because even though there are not any yeah. steamy sex scenes, no, it is still a romance book. Because there's not it even has kissing. There's implied steamy sex ending. scenes. I think it's it's strongly implied that uh, Isabella and is doing sex. Captain uh, Tilney Tilney are um, having steamy sex scenes. Marira, Tilney you got to read between the lines. Uh, we should say the book for people who haven't read it. Uh, you drum, should read it, their guys. Their drum it's, was um, a tap dance. Excuse me. Tilly in the wall. Their dr- their drummer was. Oh, Captain perfect! Zero. I'm sorry, I glossed past that reference. Do you want to kind of s- s- sit down? Yeah. And, so there and, was and a really band some time uh, in yeah, sort of it the sounds early. Sounds like Captain Tilly, I should say, is why late aughts, early yeah. teens, yeah. twenty teens, yeah. uh, called Tilly in the Wall, and yeah. their drummer for the first couple albums, they didn't have a drummer, and said they had a tap dancer who was would do tap all the... dancing. Yes. Yeah. 
perfect. I'm I'm glad we took some time. It isn't that interesting. Yeah, and it sounds like the name of the first part of their name sounds like the last part of the Tilney. name of one of the characters in the book. And yes, exactly. good. Good. And what was I saying? I thought something interesting, probably. Guess not. Let's describe the book for you guys should everyone should read it. It's uh, lovely. There's also a film there's a decent adaptation. Who's in it? Um Kieran Knightley? No, it's, it's not Kieran Knightley. I don't give a shit. People have been fucking taking me to task for shitting on the Kira Knightley Pride and Prejudice. It's fine. <laughs> uh, North Anger Abbey. North film. Anger Abbey, isn't it? There's a 2007 film. Oh, uh, wow. That I watched, and it's perfectly good. I recommend it. Wow, look at him backpedaling. He doesn't want the angry tweets. No, I don't love the. I still don't love the Keira Knightley adaptation of Pride and, Pre- Pride and Prejudice. Look it's like him. it's fine. Look at him, it's floundering. <laughs> it's fine, but like you know, there's another really good one. Now he's backpedaling on the backpedaling because I call, talk- like I challenged his integrity. Someone called. Wait, is this really Carrie Mulligan? Oh, is it really? Yeah, Carrie Mulligan's in it. Oh, yeah. How, how do we? Uh, 2007. Yeah. Oh yeah, that is Carrie Mulligan. She plays, I think Carrie Mulligan might play um, uh, Miss Tilney. I need you to describe, I want you to describe the book. 60 seconds, say what happens. Okay. No, I did it last time. Absolutely no, did it last did it. time. No, it was. Did I not? Yeah. Here's was, the problem is you and I record so, oh no, <laughs> Carrie Mulligan plays Isabella. Scandalous. <laughs> All right, I've um, started, I've put 60, oh no, it's not, we do 90 seconds for this. You and I record so many podcasts together now, we literally record three days in a row yeah. and I've lost track of who does what. Perfect. I put 90 seconds on this big bad clock. During those 90 seconds, you will describe everything that happens in this novel beginning now. (sighs) 17-year-old Catherine Morley. Land. Moreland is a Londonite, and she uh, is trying to, uh, like, come out as, like, a young woman on the scene. Um she makes friends with a woman called Isabella Thorpe, who is kind of naughty, uh, and she has a brother called John Thorpe, who shows an interest in Catherine and asks her to marry him, but she doesn't really realize that he's asking her to marry him, so she says yes, but doesn't actually mean it, because um, she doesn't know, and that creates all these this tension where then uh, John Thorpe goes out and sort of like lies about her to a bunch of people, including a guy called General Tilney, who has an estate in uh, the countryside called North Anger Abbey. Uh, a lot of this takes place in a bath for some reason. And <laughs> they go, She they invite her to North Anger Abbey because General Thorpe thinks that she's a woman of means who can marry her young son, Henry. Um, his young son Henry. Uh, eventually, they, she goes to Northanger Abbey. She's also like really into like she's like emo, so she's really into like gothic uh, books. She goes there. It's not it's not as scary as she thinks it is. And then um, terrible. She gets absolutely terrible, out. atrocious. Yeah, that was a bad one. I'll admit. That was one of one of the worst. I think. Then the you know what's really troubling is I was trying. Yeah. No, it felt like you were trying. One of the things I think that's important to know about Northanger Abbey, if you're not familiar with it, is that it is in many ways a parody of the gothic novel. Oh, is it? Yes. Because she goes to a spooky cathedral 
She's been, I think this... Out in the this, countryside, expecting it to be spooky. She wants it to be spooky. She's sort of a, goth. There's a lot of... T- she's sort of goth. She's sort of MCR. She's very, you know, she listens to fucking AFI. Yeah. No one listens to AFI. No one listens to AFI. Was MCR right? I don't know. <laughs> MCR was right. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, she's like a hot topic girl. <laughs> she's a hot topic girl. There's a she's lot. She's always of... wearing like Invader Zim hoodies <laughs> that are like safety pinned up. Yeah, it's cool. You know, it's cool. She's yeah. got Doc Martens. Yeah, it's cool. It's alluring. It's alluring. She's got black lipstick. Yeah, it's cool. Um, and it's cool. And and so Jane Austen, I think, is it is it pains? I think to make the point that she's not shitting on novelists. Like she has a whole passage early no, on. Yeah, we'll get like, to that passage. It's my burn. Okay. Um Okay. <laughs> they um they spend the first I swear it's like spawn this whole book is like spawn con. Because they spend the first like third, fully third of the book <laughs> talking about talking about another book called Udolfo. Udolfo. Mysteries of Udolfo. But it's so it's Anne Radcliffe. It's spawn con for Anne Radcliffe. Yeah. And you're definitely like, by the end of this, you're like, I got to read this. <laughs> I got to read Is this it a Skellington? <laughs> There's a Skellington. It must be a Skellington. She's like, because Catherine is like obsessed with these gothic novels. And she's like, she's like, oh man, I got to know what's behind the fucking black veil. Yeah, I think it's, yeah, a yeah. it's a Skellington, but they never say. <laughs> right. Um, in this book, I think it's called The Mysteries of Udolpho. And so th- at the time, there was this vogue for gothic novels, and this is a gentle parody of that, because like once she finally goes, she and Henry Tilney, who is way above her station, yes. he's a, a handsome and funny and kind of sarcastic, but in a gentle way, funny guy. He's pretty uh, condescending, to be honest. He, He's got a very like Elizabeth Bennett vibes. Yeah, for sure. Yes, yes, yes. He's he's your your manic he's your Liz pixie. Bennett. He's funny. Uh, dream Victorian. Boy. Yeah, manic pixie Victorian dream boy. <laughs> um, and he uh, when they eventually go together to his uh, gothic abbey. Yeah, upstate. He like freaks her bean. He, he tries her so bean. hard to freak her bean. He's like having a lot of fun. He's like, oh man, what are you expecting? Do you think that you're going to like fucking like your candle's going to get blown out by a gust of wind that you didn't expect? And then there's going to be like a fucking a locked chest and you'll find Happens. the key and a, a glimmer of sunshine will shine on the key. Onyx and, and gold. Open it and it'll be a letter chest from of drawers. Like, <laughs> yeah. Happens. From it all happens. fucking ghost. And it all starts to happen to her and she like fucking embarrasses the shit out of herself yes that is that is something i didn't say is that she um she's so caught up in this gothic stuff that uh she learns that general tilney's wife died nine years ago and the the wing of the abbey that she is staying it's in closed off f- formerly the wife's apartments yeah and she's like and she's okay. so she's so uh general tilney is so like nonplussed by his wife's death 10 years later yeah, that she's like, oh, surely he killed her. He must have killed her, and then she's like, actually, that's crazy. The only thing that makes sense is that she's still alive, and he's like feeding her gruel at night. <laughs> <laughs> we read a book where that happened. <laughs> I know, I know. It's like, hey, if you had met your friend Jane Eyre, because like fucking Henry Tilney is like 
like he catches her like sneaking around in his dead mom's room and he's like he like figures out what's going on and it's a very embarrassing moment and she thinks that their like romance is basically over because he's like come on that's my dead mom and it's weird that you think that and she's like pretty embarrassed about it but it's like henry dude just down the road from you jane Eyre is having that happen yeah (laughs) This I, was is seeing, I was just looking up who who stole that idea from whom, and it was. <laughs> it turns out it was Charlotte Bronte who stole it from Jane Austen. Because but Jane Austen is getting it all. This from, book uh, came out, you know, thirty years before Anne Radcliffe and all these fucking gothic novels. Yes, just so so Char, um, um, Catherine admits this to Henry. She says, yeah. "I think your dad killed your mom." And yeah, Henry's like. Okay, Honey. that's that's pretty weird thing. To that's pretty fucked. <laughs> and then and then she gets kicked out of the house, and she assumes it's because she accused the general Tilly of of killing yeah. his wife. I was talking to my wife about this novel today, and she brought up. Uh, it was before I had got to the part, but she brought up a part in this novel that is very funny. That is around this time, where Catherine, like after she's been like fully humiliated in this experience basically says like yeah i realized like in the cold light of day that i had really been caught in a flight of fancy and like this shit would never happen in england like in italy yeah i mean that shit (laughs) goes down in italy they're so Um, passionate down there and she even eventually like concedes that it might happen in like the like the north and south of england but like not in the midlands um i have the passage you want to hear it yeah Charming as were all Mrs. Radcliffe's works, and charming even as were the works of all her imitators, it was not in them perhaps that human nature, at least in the Midland counties of England, was to be looked for. Of the Alps and the Pyrenees, with their pine forests and their vices, they might give a faithful delineation. And Italy, Switzerland, and the south of France might be as fruitful in horrors as they were there represented. Catherine dared not doubt beyond her own country, and even of that, if hard-pressed, would have yielded the northern and western extremities. But in the central part of England, there was surely some security for the existence, even of a wife not beloved, in the laws of the land and the manners of the age. Murder was not tolerated. Servants were not slaves, and neither poison nor sleeping potions to be procured like rhubarb from every druggist. As long as you, like, don't stray to the western part of England. Right. That's it. And maybe that's where uh, Jane Eyre is happening. Jane Eyre, I don't remember, do you? It's in the north. It's in the north. Okay. Yeah. So you did remember. You were just being... As being a dick. Yeah. You were being obnoxious. Funny book. Funny. It is a funny book. Lots of burns, uh, which we will get into... Um, uh, yeah. in a little bit. I've got a new twist on our burn on our burn segment that I want to introduce. Uh, oh, so okay. We'll, we'll, we, should we do it burns now? Yeah, let's just get into it. Okay. It's a little thing we do where it's called the burn of the week and it's called... Um, there's a lot of burns in this book. Jane Austen is just a, a real burn, one of the great burn artists. Yeah. I think. Can I read the passage culture. you're just referencing? Can you read where it? where Jane Austen has to defend the art of novel writing? Oh yeah, yeah, sure. But I want to add a twist if we can to our to this segment. Oh yeah, go ahead. I was thinking because um, this is such an old book; it's from the old times. Yeah. 
um, from well before any of us were born. Uh, and it's so old. What if uh, once we finish with our burns, because I captured three of them, uh, we can uh, rewrite them as BuzzFeed headlines. <laughs> I, I don't know if I have that skill. I think you. I might. think it takes a particular talent, a, a gifted mind, to write a BuzzFeed headline, and I'm not sure I have that gift. You know, like I think I'm pretty, I don't know, dull. Yeah. So I don't know if I can write a BuzzFeed headline. You can't do it. Well, let's try together. Okay. I think maybe if you and I put our heads together, if you and I together really, I also have a lot of burns. It, we might have, be able to come up with a BuzzFeed headline. I have three. Yeah, I got three too. I have two then, good ones. I have so two. So let's do let's do quick fire burns. All right, choo, 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 choo. and then we'll uh, we'll. They're not going to be quick fire because Jane Austen is. I know, but that's writes, what I'm saying. She writes a lot. That's what I'm saying. We'll we'll condense them down into a, a Buzzfeed headline where where necessary. All right, let me do my okay. first one. Yeah, this is this is one of her Zach Morris time freeze moments. <laughs> yeah. Time out. From pride, ignorance, or fashion, our foes are almost as many as our readers. And while the abilities of the 900th abridger of the history of England or of the man who collects and publishes in a volume some dozen lines of Milton, Pope, and Pryor, um, and Cata... Uh, Cataline? Sorry, I can't read this word. It says Catalo... It's like Greek. I can't read it. Cata- Cariton? Cariton, yeah. I don't know uh, she a, would have referenced Cariton, but... With a okay. paper from The Spectator and a chapter from Stern are eulogized by a thousand pens. There seems almost a general wish of decrying the capacity and undervaluing the labor of the novelist and of slightly the performances which have only genius, wit, and taste to recommend them. Okay. So it's a burn on... Well, it's a burn on novelists, but then there's sort of a layered burn under there, which is like everyone hates novelists. Yeah. But novelists hate people who write their like theses, for instance. Okay, I see. Who collect and publish in a volume some dozen lines of Milton Pope prior or say the name again. It's Caraton. Caraton, yeah. That's what I wrote my thesis on. and I. Oh, will- is it? Yeah, that's it interesting. Is, it turns out, yeah, she references that right here. She doesn't. I, she 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 put it in there. It's kind of a burn on me. Burns on you. Burn is on me. It sounds like um, I've got okay. I've got a few burns, and I want to write them as um, I want to um, take them down as BuzzFeed headlines. Can you do that for me? Can we distill these into BuzzFeed headlines? Once I deliver the burn, can we can we make it accessible? I mean, maybe you can. Yeah, I don't know if I possess that talent, and it's it's a it's really a gift and a talent. Okay. A lot of people look down on it. They're like, oh, BuzzFeed, right? It's so like stinky and base. Yeah. It's like, God, that takes a lot of like. It takes a lot of skill. It's a gift. Okay. This first. And I don't know if I have it. This first burn is a burn by Jane Austen on Mrs. Allen. Mrs. Allen is the the lady who takes Catherine Moreland to Bath. Yes. Uh, to, to introduce her as to her society. guardian to introduce her to society because bath is like party paradise it's party paradise it's like a beef you just go there you go there to go to the rooms i don't know what that means either the yeah. upper rooms or the lower rooms <laughs> yeah. or you go, you to, go the to the theater yeah <laughs> and you do that every night 
Here it is. Ready? The burn by Jane Austen on Mrs. Allen. Mrs. Allen was one of that numerous class of females whose society can raise no other emotion than surprise at there being any men in the world who could like them well enough to marry them. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good. Okay. Jane Austen. Here, here I'm going to go first. Ready? Jane Austen just clapped back at Mrs. Allen, and I am fucking shook. <laughs> All right. Oh, I didn't know we were writing that kind of BuzzFeed headline. Do you want another one? I can give you another one. Um, people are canceling Jane Austen for saying, <laughs> <laughs> for saying that some women are unmarriageable. I'm going to let you uh, sex bugs. Yeah. Sex bugs, I'm going to let you into a little secret. When you read a BuzzFeed headline that says people are saying, <laughs> it means that like at least one person has tweeted. At least one person said it. <laughs> has tweeted. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to do another burn. And uh, now you know the format. Prepare okay. yourself to give me the headline. Um, this is a burn on women who write letters. Okay, perfect. Okay, this is what Henry Tilney says to Catherine. As far as I have had opportunity of judging, it appears to me that the usual style of letter writing among women is faultless, except in three particulars. And what are they? says Catherine. A general deficiency of subject, a total inattention to stops, and a very frequent ignorance of grammar. (laughs) (laughs) That's good. Um, Famously... There is a BuzzFeed headline from 2015. Yeah. That is, Dear Men, Please Stop Wearing Cargo Shorts. And I think I would maybe do this one. Okay. Dear Women, Please Stop Writing Letters. <laughs> that's pretty good. Because that's, that's Henry's point. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think that would get clicks today, frankly. <laughs> People are like, What? <laughs> That's the point, you know. It's it's, it's rage bait. Yeah, that's pretty yeah. good. Okay, all right, that's perfect. I don't. We don't need more than that. All right, I've got two more. Can I do two more? Yeah. Okay. This one is kind of in the line of your burn on not yours was a burn on me. I guess I'm. Realizing. It was a burn on you. Jane, burn on Jane Austen was burning novelists, and she was saying everyone hates novelists, but guess who I hate? People who it's write about people who write catatone, fucking stupid thesis, right? I've got this one. It's a burn on uh, historians. Okay. Oh, man. There's this, like, fucking super hashtag cringe moment in the novel where, le- like, the. Is the, it the part where she accuses her lover, her, her lover's beau, dad, of, of her beau's father of killing yeah, his wife? Keeping his dead mom alive. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's pretty hashtag cringe. But there's also, like, <laughs> a lot of the book for folks who have never read Jane Austen. It's it's kind of a testament to how masterful a writer she is. Like a lot of the tension in this novel comes from two scenes where Catherine is invited by Henry's sister to go for a walk. Yeah. And then her like overbearing friend persuades her to do a different thing and she has to break the engagement. And it's like so fucking hashtag cringe. <laughs> and you're like you're like flipping the pages like, oh my god, I hope she's able to go and apologize in time that she like broke the engagement and like explained the misunderstanding. I'm like freaking out yeah, right it's now. It's mortifying. It's mortifying. Um anyway, they eventually go on the walk and they have a nice conversation about novelists and historians, and then they have this burn. 
Yes, I am fond of history. So this is Catherine. I wish I were too. I read it a little as a duty, but it tells me nothing that does not either vex or weary me. The quarrels of popes and kings with wars or pestilences in every page, the men all so good for nothing and hardly any women at all, it is very tiresome, and yet I often think it odd that it should be so dull, for a great deal of it must be invention. <laughs> that was actually my... Strike <gasps> against the patriarchy! <laughs> okay, good. Yeah, you just read. Uh, BuzzFeed ties it. I've got it. Uh, Catherine Moreland just called out patriarchal historians, and I, for one, am here for it. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. You're reading some real 2016 BuzzFeed headlines. <laughs> Um, I have one more burn I would like to read. I don't think we need to to BuzzFeed it because it's just a really good burn. Okay, let's hear it. At about 11 o'clock, however, a few specks of small rain upon the windows caught Catherine's watchful eye. And, oh dear, I do believe it will be wet, broke from her in a most despondent tone. I thought how it would be, said Mrs. Allen. No walk for me today, sighed Catherine, but perhaps it may come to nothing, or it may hold up before twelve. Perhaps it may, but then, my dear, it will be so dirty. Oh, that will not signify. I never mind dirt. No, replied her friend very placidly. I know you never mind dirt. (laughs) Scorching. Scorching. Subtle. But scorching. Yeah. Should we take a break? Yeah, let's take a quick break, and then uh, let's come back and talk about this, like, fucking cool cool bro, like, horse bro. We're going to have to sex up this book, too. We'll sex it up. I've got a scene for us. Okay, perfect. Okay. Uh, I want to briefly talk about one of my favorite characters in this novel. Mr. Thorpe is... Mr. Uh, Thorpe is... Uh, Isabella Thorpe's brother or father? Yeah, she's Isabella's brother. Yes, John. John. <laughs> he's he's like up there with Jane Austen's best caricatures. Oh, he's, he's such a little weenie. With Mr. Collins, uh, Lucy Steele from uh, Sense and Sensibility also is, a, is another fucking like classic of the genre. Yeah. But just these dudes who are like, dudes or dudettes who are like, <laughs> just like... A perfect over-the-top skewering of a certain type of person. Yeah. And, and Mr. Thorpe, he, so he's like, he's so Isabella is the friend that um, Catherine makes at Bath. Um, and she's a, she's not really a friend. She's a super social climber. She's trying to, she tries to get married to Catherine's brother. And then as soon as she realizes that his fortune isn't quite what she expected, she tries to get married to um, Captain. He's offered a mere 400 shillings a year to be a country pastor. Yeah. And she What's a shilling? Is a shilling not a pound? No. It's a pound, it's a 400 pounds a year, but that is the amount. It's 400 pounds a year, which is like fine, but not great. And then she's like, oh, Captain Tilney. And she like breaks off the engagement. And then Captain Tilney is just using her probably for lewd sex, but they don't say it in the book. No, they wouldn't. Um, and then he like throws her aside and she like writes this kind of pathetic letter to Catherine being like, ah, oh, I think there may have been a misunderstanding. <laughs> uh, but her brother is like, is like this oblivious, like horse bro who's super into Catherine, but not really. He's just also probably trying to get her, her, what right. he thinks is her fortune because she's associated with these rich characters. 
And here's a, here's a passage. Uh, it, like he mostly just talks about his horses. And I thought this passage was really funny. Can I read it to you? Yeah. Such true blood. Three hours and a half. He's always talking about like how fast they could go and like how long it took him to get yeah. somewhere. He's like his, Han Solo. His horse. Yeah. Three hours and a half indeed coming only three and 20 miles. Look at that creature and suppose it possible if you can. Uh, he does look very hot, to be sure, says Catherine. <laughs> hot! He had not turned a hair till we came to Walcott Church. But look at his forehead. Look at his loins. Only see how he moves. That horse cannot go less than 10 miles an hour. We need to, like, two prude dudes this. I know. He's like, he's like, So horny for this horse. Dude, you gotta look up my horse's dick. <laughs> at, at one point, he's like, he's like... Oh, uh, we must be the time must be like one thirty, and yeah. she's like, "No, it's two thirty. He's like, "No, your no, clock no is way. wrong. Your clock my horse must would be make wrong. it to this point by one yeah. thirty. Look at my horse's dick, man. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think that fucking horse could go less than ten miles an hour? <laughs> I just really like him. Uh, his catchphrase. He's got a funny catchphrase in the book. He's like the trip man. Yeah, he's like the trip man from the Babysitter's Club. His catchphrase is uh, that he doesn't want to drive his sisters around. <laughs> I, I catch it. it comes up he's a couple like Charlie. times. Here's, what, here's one of them. Uh, but why cannot Mr. Thor... They have this like long conversation about whether he's, he's going to fucking... Uh, whether they're going to go to visit this castle. And Catherine's like, we, I can't. I have, I'm going on a walk. We talked about it before, and it's like yeah. it's like the main tension point of the novel. It's uh, all you had to do. That's all there was to do back then. But why cannot Mr. Thorpe drive one of his other sisters? I dare say either one of them would like to go. Thank ye, cried Thorpe. But I did not come to Bath to drive my sisters about and look like a fool. No, if you do not go, dash me if I do. I only go for the sake of driving you. His whole thing is that he like won't drive his sisters in his his carriage. His like fancy like uh what what did they call it in uh in uh Barouche Lando. I don't think rogue, it's a Barouche. I don't think the it's rogue a f- not taken. Phaeton? No. They had a special name for the carriages that go fast. Curricle? Yeah, Curricle. Yeah, he doesn't have a curricle. Um, uh, uh, Henry Tilney, the, the dreamy Mr. Tilney has a curricle. Right. Um, but Thorpe has always got these bad fucking carriages. He's always like do- wheeling and dealing to get fucking uh, someone else's horse, and it's not as good as he says it is. This is the second book that we've read in this genre Yeah. after uh, Jane Eyre, where the female protagonist is like not attractive. Like Henry Tilney is like they make a point of. I'll it. admit I don't think you're attractive. What yeah. I think is attractive is how attracted you are to me. No, well, and this is what Jane says at the end of the book. It's kind of re- it's interestingly revealing. She's like she does that this like Zach Morris moment. <laughs> yeah. At the end of the book, it's like I think it's a pretty famous. Her one of the most famous lines in this is like. Turn out. As you can tell from the telltale compression of the pages, like a marriage is about to happen. But in or around that same passage, she's like, hey, maybe it's crazy for me to say this. And if this seems crazy to you, like, guess what? Props to me because it means I've got a crazy fucking imagination. Sorry to sorry to freak you out, normie. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, the deal here is that he didn't fall in love with her at first sight in any meaningful way at all. In fact, the thing that first attracted him to her is that she was into him. 
Right. Then she's like, to be clear, like he does now like her in a real yeah. way. But right. I, I, I'm, I'm blowing your fucking normie mind right now by telling you that unlike all the stupid fucking novels that you've been reading, I think um there was a term for this on Tumblr years ago. Someone who's only attracted to someone who's perfect attracted. attracted. To them. To them, and should I tag Tumblr on the end of that? Yeah, can Probably. he tag Tumblr on the end of that? Perfect. This is great. This is good stuff. Uh, reciprocal. Reciprocal. That's the isn't the that term everybody? That Tumblr came up with. I guess. <laughs> I guess. Let me. I guess I'll say this. I'm not only attracted to people who are attracted to me, but no, I'm, that would be too tough. I'm then not a, be attracted to anyone. I'm not attracted to people who are not attracted to me, like in, in the long term. <laughs> You're not attracted to people who are not attracted to you in the long term. What about like, like I don't um, want to be friends. I don't want to be Carrie girlfriend Mulligan. or boyfriend with you. She's not attracted to you. We don't know she that. Know you. We haven't tested it. But like, if <laughs> okay, we test, if we tested it, has it to she be was proven. Like, no, bro. If I was like, hey, check out my horse's dick, and she was like, this doesn't interest me. You have a horse. <laughs> you got a horse. If I was the guy from the book. Okay. This horse, he's so relatable. He's a horse bro. He's like, check out my horse's dick. It's so fast. He's a horse bro. He's a horse bro. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. Um, And sometimes that's charming as we read in uh, The Rogue Not Taken. Yeah. Sometimes Sometimes it's charming to be a horse bro. Sometimes it's completely obnoxious. Yeah. Can I do my, I guess it's tangentially related. Okay. Though I don't really see how. Perfect. But it's nut lore. Not lore is something that's come up. It's pretty. It's yeah. It's it's something that comes up a lot, especially in Regency novels, which this <laughs> yeah. isn't really. Yeah, but it's sort of adjacent. Yeah, yeah. They talk about nuts a lot. Do they? Yeah, and here I'll read you a passage. Perfect. So she is. Um, Catherine is enchanted by Northanger Abbey and all of its gothic, spooky splendor. Mm-hmm. She finds a Japan cabinet in her quarters okay which i don't know what that means she no. says it several times me neither it's just like a it's like an armoire i don't know a lot of the stuff they're wearing a lot of stuff in this book that i didn't get either yeah and it's full of little shelves but it's also full of it has a secret compartment right in the middle that she manages yeah. to crack open mm-hmm. and inside is a, a sheaf of papers her greedy eye glanced rapidly over a page she started at its import Could it be possible, or did not her senses play her false? An inventory of linen, in coarse and modern characters, seemed all that was before her. If the evidence of sight might be trusted, she held a washing bill in her hand. She seized another sheet, and saw the same articles with little variation. A third, a fourth, and a fifth presented nothing new. Shirts, stockings, cravats, and waistcoats placed her in each. Two others, penned by the same hand, marked an expenditure scarcely more interesting in letters, hair powder, shoestrings, and breeches ball. And the larger sheet, which had enclosed the rest, seemed by its first cramp line, to poultice chestnut mare, a farrier's bill. <laughs> so I think, I think a farrier must be like a nut scientist. A nut scientist, and it's a chestnut mare. Just I think that's the, queen, that's the queen of the of these nut characters. <laughs> it's the queen of nuts. Yeah, the chestnut mare. 
a lot of these kind of regency adjacent novels will have uh, giant nuts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then yeah, yeah, we yeah. finally found the the nest. It's like when you read Lois and uh, sorry, not Lois and Clark. That's the um, Lois and the Superman Superman TV show from the nineties. <laughs> Uh, it's when you read Lewis and Clark and yeah. they're talking about giant sloths. Yeah. And you're like, well, that, those what don't the fuck exist it, That anymore. can't be right. Yeah. Yeah. Or when you read Herodotus. Yeah. What's he talk about? Dinosaurs. He talks about giant shit as well. And it's like, that can't be right. You're supposed to be a historian. There's no way those fucking beasts were. That's why it's lore. You know, it's yeah. like, maybe, sure. Maybe dragons once did exist. Maybe giant sloths once did exist. Maybe giant nuts once did exist. And they were managed yeah. by a, some kind of laborman called a, mare. called a farrier. Yeah. Like a nut wrangler. In this case, a chestnut. A chestnut. Uh, I think it was a and, chestnut last time we talked about. J- Jane does too. this funny thing where she's like, <laughs> I I really appreciate this. This is another Zach Morris moment in the book. Uh, right at the end, she's like, oh, and guess what? Like Henry's sister, Eleanor, also got married. And the fact that she gets married to this like- super- Oh, right. And that's the only reason that General Tilney becomes fine with Henry- Marrying Catherine, she got she gets married to this like very very rich man, and so General T- Tilney is like, I guess it's fine if I one for two ain't bad, and right. so he softens on letting Henry marry uh, Catherine, even though. And also, Henry's like the 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 second eldest son. Like the the yeah. real pressure is on Captain Tilney to yeah. to marry yeah. Rich. He'll do fine, but Jane Austen is does this kind of awesome thing where she's like. Time out. <laughs> oh, and you're probably going to want to know who Eleanor married. Who is this Baron who she married? Uh, uh, guess what? I don't have time. It's the guy whose servant left the letter about the chestnut mare. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and that's classic romance, right? The, <laughs> yeah. na- the sequel to this book will yeah. be about that guy. Yeah. Marrying Eleanor. Here's what I'm thinking. There's no sex in this book. They didn't do no. it. They Certainly didn't do not. it, and w- normally we're fine with that. But we want—we've become accustomed. I've grown accustomed to having a little right. bit something to titillate, right. and uh, I unfortunately, didn't, I didn't get off once reading this book. When they don't, when they don't do any sex, I'm gonna have to take matters into my own hands or anything naughty. We can't bring out our regular Penises. guys. We got to bring out the guys. Oh. I don't think either you or I like. Very much, but they're necessary. <laughs> Hello, Jack. It's me, Horny Tanner. <laughs> and I'm Horny Jack, and we're... The two lewd dudes, and we're going to sex something up, and here's what I thought we would sex up. A passage from this book? Yeah, and it's the passage you just read. <laughs> That's the, the, the closest thing that there was to a sexy passage yeah. in this book. Okay. So we're going to take this we're going to we're just going to punch it up. It's essentially an inventory. <laughs> yeah, people can enjoy Jane Austen, but it's plus. Sure. Okay. It's just Jane Austen plus. It's Jane Austen after dark. Okay. Right. Um there's just it's the whole it's the same Is there a market for that? Should we it's like the same should book. we reach out to like Cinemax and be like, "Hey, we're going to do Jane Austen, but there's fucking." Yeah, so since it's just this one passage, we can just re and I think this book's in the public domain. We'll reprint. This is we're gonna do this. We're gonna reprint the entirety of Northanger Abbey, <laughs> <laughs> but this one passage will be what you and I okay. lay down here, where it's just a little bit, just a little bit of something. It's, like, it's a remix. It's like uh, it's like the Gray album. A little bit of something for the guys. A little bit of something for the gals. Or, a little think, bit of something. I think it was MF Doom. 
Yeah. Remixed the black album and the white album together. It was it was um uh Danger Mouse. It was Danger Mouse, you're right. Yeah. Uh yeah, it's like that. So it's Jane Austen collabo with the Strange Bedfellows and <laughs> it's better. It's just going to be better all around. You read So here's how it works. You read all of Northanger Abbey and then you read this passage with that we how we did it. No, 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 no. You read all of Northanger Abbey by Jane Austen and then you read all of Northanger Abbey by Horny Jack and Horny Tanner. Cuz it's important in context. We just got to sex this up a little bit, so just to add something, because there's not even kissing in this one. No, no, no. There's okay. um, there's walks. There's walks. That's so there's about like, as sexy as it gets. What I'm thinking, there's like a bunch of, it's like a list. So we'll just have to, I think what we could do is just put sexy stuff in the list. Perfect. Okay, here we go. Let's do this. Let's sex this up. Here goes. Lists are already so sexy, and anyone who currently or formally wrote them professionally yeah <laughs> is then by extension a very sexy extremely person. sexy person yeah. yeah her greedy eye glanced rapidly over a page that's already pretty sexy page page from a porno mag okay now we're talking her greedy eye glanced rapidly over a page from a porno mag hell yeah she's started at its import could it be possible? Uh, it started at its horniness. Yeah, how horny it was. And she started at how horny it was. Could it be possible, or did not her senses play her false? An inventory of linen. No, no linen. Sex not right. acts. An inventory of. Sex acts. Sex acts is probably pretty good. Although I don't think that's mostly I. I'm not like a regular porno mag consumer. I'll admit it now. But the few I have looked at, it's usually not just an inventory of sex acts. It's like Penthouse Forum. Okay. I've only ever read... Can I tell you a story? Yes. I, I know you're, you're looking great. at the no, clock and looking no, at your furious. It. No, it's perfect. I love it. I love it. I've never... I only re- have ever read one Penthouse Forum ever. Yeah. And it was the story of a man who... Um, had a blow up sex doll. Okay. I, I, keep in mind, I was like maybe twelve when I read this. Okay. The guy had a blow up sex doll, and he was like, "Dear Penthouse, one time I was doing sex with my sex doll in the shower, and I heard my roommate come in, and I was like, oh shit, he's gonna catch me with this sex doll.' So I bit it to try to deflate it really quickly." And the air rushing out of it made it fly out the window, and there was a wedding, and it flew down and like, <laughs> landed in the middle of a wedding. <laughs> and even at 12, I was like, that's not true. Also not sexy. And <laughs> not plausible. <laughs> was it filled with helium? That's so, not what I imagined Penthouse Forum to be. I've never, I've never read another Penthouse Forum. <laughs> I was so just pulled you're out like, of the moment. Even as a twelve-year-old, you're like, nope. <laughs> this is the first time I haven't had a boner in two years. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Okay, let's finish this passage. An inventory of sex acts. Yes. Sex. It's hard to say. Sex acts. In coarse and modern characters That's seemed fine. all that was before her. If the evidence of sight might be trusted, she held a 
It says washing bill. A uh, forbidden butt plug. She held. This is um the the f- late Mrs. Tilney's red room, her playroom. She held a dirty sex artifact. Okay. <laughs> I feel like now you're you're botherizing your own <laughs> lewd dude. In her hand, she seized another sheet and saw the same articles with little variation. A third, a fourth, and a fifth presented nothing new. Here's our list now. So the list says shirts, stockings, cravats, and waistcoats. Faced her in each. Okay. So she's reading this dirty magazine, right? And it's a list of sex acts. And we know the four, I think previously we worked out the four ones, right? The four sex acts? Yeah. Frenching. Frenching. Doing it. 69 and fisting. Yes. Should we just have that? Because that's four. Uh, um, yes, because there's, there's another list later that we'll have to... Yeah. We'll have to come up with new ones. So, yes, let's do those ones now. Okay. Let's Great. get the ones we're from, most familiar with and most comfortable with out of the way now. Uh, Frenching. Okay. Doing it. 69ing and fisting. Okay. So the ones we're, like, practice hands at. Another sheet and saw the same articles with little variation. A third, a fourth, a fifth presented nothing new. Frenching. Doing it. 69ing and fisting. The four things that you can do. Faced her in each. Two others. Uh-oh. Yeah. And now she, now, now we're, we're going to really have to get creative. Penned by the same hand, marked an expenditure scarcely more interesting. Immediately Googling sex stuff you so can I need, do. I need... Okay, I'll tell you how many there are. In letters. Okay, it's hair powder, shoestring, and breeches ball. So I need three more. Okay. In letters. Okay, uh, so I googled sex stuff you can do. I found myself on a cosmopolitan.com article called 110 things to put on your sex bucket list. Okay, I've got Why a sex I, bucket. <laughs> Why did I need a list of sex buckets? I don't have a list I on feel my like sex bucket. I don't even my, have a sex bucket. My sex, my sex bucket is pretty unadorned. I didn't know we were doing sex buckets. You don't have a sex bucket? No, no, I, I just don't. A lot of people will put lists on their sex bucket, but I just, I just keep mine pretty plain. Number three, have sex in a graveyard. What? Okay, all right, perfect. <laughs> Two others penned by the same hand marks an expenditure scarcely more interesting. In letters, having sex in a graveyard. I think I've discovered the writer of this Cosmopolitan's articles kink because four, five, and six are give a foot job. Get a foot job and enjoy a sensual foot massage. Okay, well, let's try this. Should we try this? Let me, I'm going to go back and tell okay. me if this sounds good. She seized another sheet and saw the same articles with little variation. A third, a fourth, and a fifth presented nothing new. Frenching, doing it, 69ing, 69ing fisting. and fisting, faster in each. Two others, penned by the same hand, marked an expenditure scarcely more interesting. In letters, giving a foot job, getting a foot job, and having a foot massage. Uh, Having a foot massage is sort of the odd man out there. Uh, Number 12 on this list from Cosmopolitan is masturbate only 
using Netflix shows. So maybe it's giving a foot bo- foot job, getting a foot job, and masturbating to um, only using Netflix seven of shows. nine from Deep Space Nine. <laughs> okay, this is good. Yeah. And the larger sheet, which had enclosed the rest, seemed by its first cramp line. And this is your chestnut. This is your nut lore here. To poultice chestnut mare, a farrier's bill. So we just need one more. Do they have reverse 69 on that list? Because that, to me, is the dirtiest you can do. What would that even be? It's a reverse 69. Oh, here's 69. one. Try to have a, n- a nipple-only orgasm. <laughs> okay. And the larger sheet, which had enclosed the rest, seemed by its first cramp line. Try to have a nipple-only orgasm. <laughs> <laughs> a farrier's bill. <laughs> sure, I don't know what these farriers are up to, but it works. They're nut scientists, I guess. Such was the collection of papers, left, perhaps, as she could then suppose, by the negligence of a servant in the place whence she had taken them which had filled her with expectation and alarm and robbed her of half her night's rest, she felt humbled to the dust. And so That's I. good. That's sexy. That is sexy, and wow, we did That's it. That's what you were missing, Jane. That's what you were missing, That's Jane? That's what you needed, Jane. Wow. That's how you write something in modern crude characters. Uh, one quick thing before we go um, that they did in this novel that I really liked. Oh, is it that it takes place in the Purge universe? I'd love to hear it. Oh, you, your thing was not the Purge universe thing? My thing was not that. Oh, okay. You and I have um, encouraged listeners for many years now to engage in something called oboe? Yes, oboe. Or one wine. One, oh, wow. One, one beer, wine. one wa- water, or one, one wine, one wine, water. One water. It's a good way to... Depending on your... Preferences, your tastes. If you're going to be drinking, have a wine, then have a water. Then you can have another wine. Yep. That's the way it works. Some of us like to kill two birds with one stone. Yeah. Have a wine. Put some seltzer in it. Pull up, pull out a pint glass, fill it halfway up with wine, fill the rest with seltzer, and now you're oh-wowing. Well, let me read you this passage, Tanner. Yeah. Here's what they do in this book. They danced again, and when the assembly closed, parted on the lady's side at least, with a strong inclination for continuing the acquaintance. Whether she thought of him so much, while she drank her warm wine and water, and prepared herself for bed, as to dream of him when there, cannot be ascertained. But I hope it was no more than in a slight slumber, or a morning doze at most, for if it be true, as a celebrated writer has maintained, that no young lady can be justified in falling in love before the gentleman's love is declared, it must be very improper that a young lady should dream of a gentleman before the gentleman is first known to have dreamt of her. My God, that is one sentence, Jane! That's one sentence. There's no full you stop. You start with, oh, wow. And she then you starts get into with, the... oh, wow. And then it's like a thousand semicolons. And she's breaking all the rules, but Jane can do it. Jane's allowed to break the rules of a run-on sentence. She's she allowed. just puts as many semicolons as she wants. She's like, I've had my one wine and one water all together in a warm wine and water before bed. Sounds and now so I'm going to do a sentence gross. with 14 fucking semicolons. Yeah. Is it Gluvine? Yeah. Um, Sounds like this novel takes place in the Purge universe. Certainly it does, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah, I've heard that. That I do not know, nor who is the author. I have only heard that it is to be more horrible than anything we have met with yet. Mm. Good heaven! 
Where could you hear of such a thing? A particular friend of mine had an account of it in a letter from London yesterday. It is to be uncommonly dreadful. I shall expect murder and everything of the kind. You speak with such astonishing composure, but I hope your friend's accounts have been exaggerated, and if such a design is known beforehand, proper measures will be undoubtedly taken by government to prevent its coming to effect. Government, said Henry, endeavoring not to smile, neither desires nor dares to interfere in such matters. There must be murder, and government cares not how much. Okay, I when I read this, I thought it was a misunderstanding that she was talking about the fact that a uh, and Catherine was talking about was a gothic out. novel, and Eleanor was confused, yeah, thinking but that she was talking about murder in in what London. you're saying is that this novel takes place in the purge universe sure 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 let me reread the passage real quick yeah government said henry endeavoring not to smile neither desires nor dares to interfere in such matters there must be murder and government not cares not how that's much and literally that's literally the, the tagline for the purge movies <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly so yep. this is the beginning of the purge this is yep. where the purge first started. this is how it started yeah God, she puts so much into this. She's good, you know? Time out! As you can no doubt tell from the telltale compression of these pages, the Purge universe has begun, and the Purge will happen every year from henceforth. For 24 hours, all crime is legal, including murder. It's beautiful. Yeah. Um. Everyone talks about how Shakespeare is responsible for all the stories. There's only like four stories and Shakespeare wrote them all. But like, yeah. obviously not. Jane Austen wrote them all. Jane Austen right? wrote We've got them The all. Purge. We've got The Purge. Yeah. We've got... Um, Penthouse Forum. Penthouse Forums. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. Um, gothic novel. She, she does Gothic this, novels. And she does the gothic novel inside of fucking romance. It's yeah, so good. Exactly. It's all Jane Austen. It's all Jane. Jane's the best. She did it all. We don't have time to get into any of the other stuff I had have written down. No, I wish we could. I have a girth check and and so much other stuff. I had the notes out the wazoo. Let's hear it. We got. I'll give you five more minutes if you want to do a girth check. You want to do a girth check? Yeah, let's do a girth check. It's a segment we like to call. Girth check. Oh yeah. How long that done? That's yeah. where we analyze. We're butchers. We're bingus butchers. We're bingus butchers. Yep. Let's hear it. I know you very well. You yep. have so much animation, which is exactly what Miss Andrews wants. And I must confess, there is something amazingly insipid about her. Oh, I must tell you that just after we parted yesterday, I saw a young man looking at you so earnestly. I am sure he is in love with you. Catherine colored and disclaimed again. Isabella laughed. It is very true. Upon my honor. But I see how it is. You are indifferent to everybody's admiration, except that one gentleman, who shall be nameless. Nay, I cannot blame you. Speaking more seriously, your feelings are easily understood. Where the heart is really attached, I know very well how little one can be pleased with the attention of anybody else. Everything is so insipid, so uninteresting, that does not relate to that beloved object. I can perfectly comprehend your feelings. And that beloved object is that dong. Henry Tilney's uh, thick wang. <laughs> so all-consuming. Four words Henry you will never read in this novel, but 
are lurking behind every sentence. Yeah. <laughs> that precious um, object. I mean, what else could Jane, Joe, yeah. could Jane Austen mean by that? And we'll just do a quick uh, uh, Moe's hardness scale ranking. Uh, this one's a talc. It's a number one. It's a one. It's a, a talc. Oh, you're not into Henry? Uh, oh, you What's know what? two? I'll, I'll upgrade it to gypsum based on what, your girth check. <laughs> that beloved object. Perfect. It's a good book. I do think everyone should read it. It's tons of fun. It is really we good. We loved it. We're going to have to go. I'd like to thank you, Tanner, so very much for bearing with me. Uh, you're welcome. I'd like to thank the bug babies and the bee babies and the sex bugs and the bed pots for bearing with us. There's bug babies now? I don't know what it is anymore. I would like to remind everybody they must uh, subscribe to our Patreon. We um, do read the Sweet Valley Twins, and we also are discussing the Babysitter's Club uh, television program on our Patreon. Check it out patreon.com slash bscc podcast you get more of us doing shows we do three shows now and two of them are on the patreon they're we good. do too many shows um please join our facebook group it's uh, baby nation on facebook please rate and review our show on apple podcasts and buy our merch bit.ly slash bscc merch if you'd like to support our show you can uh, throw us a few bucks over at bit.ly slash rattlesnake jake we appreciate it very much indeed i would like to say to you that this week we read a novel the novel we read was of course called northanger abbey by jane austen she did a good job yeah good job jane next she's still with us uh, (laughs) i'll have to look it up yeah. Next week, uh, I believe, uh, don't quote me on this, but I think we're going to be reading a novel called One Dance with the Duke by Tessa Dare. We're going back to ah, an old favorite. And are we going to have Tessa. any friends on the show next week? Possibly. Jack? Likely. I would say extremely likely. <laughs> it's extremely likely that we're going to have a special guest next week to discuss One Dance with the Duke by Tessa Dare. Please do join us for that. All that remains is for me to say that... This week, I have, of course, been Jack Alexander Shepard. My name is Tanner. My name is <coughs> Horny Tanner. <laughs> is that Perfect. what you wanted? You were looking at me like. Nope. Oh, my outro. Yes. You and do I, it. Did I prepare one? Yes. Always do. Always do. Yeah. Don't die. I podcasted. Okay. With a very agreeable young man. (laughs) Introduced by Mr. King. Had a great deal of conversation with him. Seems a most extraordinary genius. Hope I may know more of him. That, madame, is what I wish you to say. got a text chain that is like we do a workout over zoom every day and there's been like a split in the text chain like a bifurcation where like some people like to do it in the morning which is me and some people like to do it around now and the people who do it around now are like oh it's Jin Urso I'm talking to you well isn't it interesting that it's Jin Urso no Jin Urso plays (laughs) Catherine from Rogue One, <laughs> Felicity Jones, Jin Erso from Rogue One. 
the people That's interesting. Who, You're you want you don't want to be interested by that, but you are interested in that. I want to talk about it after like what like at the end of my sentence. I assumed your sentence was going to get cut because it wasn't pertinent to the show. Well, now no no one will know what happens on this text chain. It was really interesting. Tell Someone me. died. Tell me. Tell me. Who died? Nobody died. It's just like at, at this time okay, of the so evening. Now you're, they, now you're a liar. I don't. Felicity Jones is Rogue One. It's Jen Erso. This is getting up. This is. She's this Catherine. Is, this is. Completely That's interesting. Off you the like rails. that. This is off the rails. 